Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Praise the name of the living God. My name is Diana Omondi and um, I'm so much excited to to be sharing with us in the first podcast. On all the spirit of the Lord dropped into my spirit and I believe that uh, it will not only bless me but it will bless you as well and that uh, we'll get to understand what the spirit of God is communicating to us at such a time. So turn with me if you would to the book of Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 2. Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 2. The word of God says, O Lord, I have heard your speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive your work in the midst of the ears. In the midst of the ears, make it known. And in wrath, remember mercy. So Habakkuk was uh, making a prayer unto the Lord and uh, it's like he was crying and he was reminding God of what he did in the past and he's telling God that God he desire the design his generation is that God may revive his works in the midst of the years and that not just revive his work but also make it known and uh, there is something that uh, I would just like us to understand that uh, this is in, this is what God wants us to understand. God wants us to understand that if he is to bring revival at such a time because we know that uh, we are living in the last days and the promise of his great outpouring but in as much as uh, we are praying, as much as uh, we are crying unto God and we are desiring to see His move in our generation and in our days, we have to understand that there is this principle of having God beginning with us. If we look into the life of John Wesley, John Wesley is a man who was born in the year 1703 and he died in 1791. This is a man who brought about revival in his generation and is the founding father of Methodism. Historians found patches next to his bed at the position he knelt regularly for prayer. His devotion to God costed him his marital life, but the fruits are evident today as his ministry outlived him. He said this famous word, Nothing short of God can satisfy your soul. Therefore, fix on him in all, through all and above all. When uh, we read Daniel chapter 11 and verse 32b, the word of God says, But people who know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Yes, it is evident that God is so much willing to use us, whereby the scripture says that they that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. And, uh, just like uh, John Wesley, in as much as he was used mightily by God in his generation, he did exploits in his generation. We have to understand that it had to begin with him. Revival had to begin with, with him before him manifesting the glory of God outside. Praise the name of the living God. 
So it has to begin with us, those who are crying to God, those who desire to see the move of God. We have to pray to God that God may begin with us even before he begins with those even before he, that Lord may begin with us so that he may use us to manifest his glory and his power to the rest. Praise the name of the living God. And so I would just like to share three key points with us on how it has to begin with us. Number one, the Lord has to begin with us from a place of separation. If you will turn with me to the book of Galatians chapter 1 from verse 11 to 19. This is this is Paul who was writing to to the people of Galatians and he was telling them, "But I but I make known to you brethren that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ." For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it and I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who are apostles before me but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus then after 3 years I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and remained with him 15 days but I saw none of but I saw none of the other apostles except James the Lord's brother we see that Paul went to Arabia and stayed there for 3 years before beginning his ministry in Damascus. Paul in these 3 years was separated from all his friends and anything else just to be with the Lord. He was separated so that he could settle destiny with God. Most of the divine revelations Paul received from God, those are recalled Pauline revelations. He got them from this place of separation whereby it was only him and God. Let me tell you one thing. Revival will always spring forth from people who will learn and live a separated life just to be with God. In this place God reveals his mind to you and what he desires to do in and through you. He reveals his vision and gives you a strategy on how to go about it. When you begin to separate yourself from from anything and everything that consumes your time Then that is the time that God will begin to become serious with you and the vision that he has deposited into you. The book of Luke chapter 14 verse 26 tells us that if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. If God has called you to be a, to, to that place of being his disciple or carrying out his mandate, then you have to separate yourself you can't just live a life like anybody else you have to set time aside so that you can settle destiny with god praise the name of the living god number two key thing is persistence it is not just enough for you to separate yourself but you also have to be persistent in that vision 
and in that desire. And if you really want God to begin with you, you have to be persistent. When you look at um, the life of Hannah, we know her story quite well, which is in the book of uh, 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 8. I may not have enough time to go through through the entire story, but allow me to to capture from verse 8 to 18. First Samuel chapter 1 verse 8 to 18. The word of God says, Then Elkanah, her husband said to her, We know the story of about Hannah not having a child and uh, Penina having a child and the way Penina could always mock her and all that. So, his husband said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now early the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli washed her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken till now. Then Eli, verse 17, answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And she said, verse 18, which is the last verse that I'm going to read, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Let me tell you one thing. It won't come at once but to the one who seeks persistently without losing heart. Hannah was not contented with how she was, no matter how her husband Elkanah tried to convince her. She knew she had to be persistent for her to get what she needed from the Lord. Even when Hannah or even when Eli thought that she was drunk, she kept on praying. She gave birth to Samuel And we know that Samuel is the man who ushered Israelites into a new season. Or is a man who revived Israelite priest, Israel's priesthood after failure of Eli. This began by one person, Hannah, seeking the Lord for a child persistently. Never give up on your pursuit of God. Seek Him persistently to revive you before He uses you to bring revival to this world. For He rewards, the word of God says that He rewards them that diligently seek Him. Praise the name of the living God. The word of God says that we shall know the truth. And it's only the truth we know that shall set us free. It is very important for us to know the truth. It is very important for us to know that we have to be persistent. Persistence is a key for each and every person who desires God to use them. Or God to begin with them. And uh, point number three is that. If you really need God to begin with you, 
then it has to begin from a place of personal encounter with God. Look at a person like Moses. When we read Exodus chapter 34 and 29, the word of God says, Now it was so, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand when he came down from the mountain, Mark this, the word of God says that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked with them. There has never been any man who has ever been used mightily by God without having personal encounter with God. Look at people like Catherine Kuhlman, Billy Graham, Benson Idahosa, Benny Hinn. You can name them all. Even the person that we just talked about, John Wesley. They had different encounters with God. Moses had an encounter with God as the book records at Mount Sinai. And his face was shining brightly such that even Israelites could not look at him directly. Every time you have an encounter with God, people surrounding you usually notice the difference in you. You always get into another level of knowing God. You get the reverential fear of God. You there is a level you get into there is a certain glory that usually get manifested not just from within but also from outside then people begin to testify there is something that is different with you you have encountered God it becomes settled in their heart that God has done something with you or inside you inside of you brethren God is so much willing to release the fire of revival in our days. And we know that these are the days of great outpouring of his spirit upon us. But for him to do so, we must show our willingness through getting into a place of separation, being persistent and having a desire for encountering him. Let me tell you one thing. It's a high time people begin to speak about your God and not about the God of your ancestors. I'm not saying that it is wrong. Yes, we've talked about the God of Catherine Holman. We've talked about the God of Benny Hinn. We've talked about the God of Benson Idahosa. But this is a high time people begin to talk about the God of Diana. This is a high time people begin to talk about your God. Praise the name of the living God. But before then, there must be that inner hunger for God first. How hungry are you for God? How hungry are you for God? How much do you desire Him? How much do you desire His move to begin with you? You tell God, Father, I know that you're willing to use me. I know that God, you promised to use me. But Lord, before then, Have your way in my life. Revive me first. Begin with me before you use me to manifest your glory in my generation. From a place of separation, begin with me. From a place of personal encounter with you, begin with me. From a place of persistence, as I persist to God in pursuing you, then begin with me. That is what God desires to hear from us as his children. That is what he desired. Praise the name of the living God. That is what God desires. That is what he desires. Hallelujah. God desires to hear such kind of a prayer. 
that Lord begin with me begin with me begin with me yes i know that lord you want to use me but lord before then begin with me shape me begin with me in the name of jesus christ